Hey, welcome to the Healthy Steps with Nicole podcast, where it is my goal to help you see what is possible for your business, for your life, and for the sales that are going to get you there. Get ready to be inspired and supported while you launch and grow your health and wellness business. I'm Nicole Kramer, coach, sales expert, and health and wellness fanatic. Each week, I will be having amazing guest experts that will share with us their knowledge on mindset, money, how to attract your dream clients, successfully close sales, and so much more. Selling doesn't have to be hard. You can have the confidence and the clarity you need to create and grow your dream business. We are live. Hello, everyone. I am so excited to be here. I'm so excited you're here with us. And I am also excited to welcome my friend, Nicole. You guys get double double Nick at night, basically, is what it is, because you've got two Nicoles tonight. And we're going to talk about some of my favorite topics, pleasure, profits. So we're talking money. I'm going to tell you all right now. I'm going to put a rating on this Nick at night. This is the first time we've ever, and most of my Nick at nights are pretty eh, PG 13. We'll put it there. This one is going to be probably a little R. So if you usually <laughs> have the kids sitting around with you, maybe not for this one, because it's going to get good. Yes. Kat, for, your your ear plugs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Use the gear mouse. That, that'll be great. Um, so I'm excited to introduce my friend, Nicole, and I'm going to let her take it from here and tell you who she is and what she does. And then we're going to jump right into all things, pleasure and money. So Nicole, tell us about you. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me. It is long past due that we have been (laughs) trying to coordinate this. So I'm so excited to share my story and just my journey and where I can really help with getting better in sales as well. Because part of this is really mastering your own internal uh, world to really command in the cash and the connections and having the greater impact and income that you're looking for. So I am a huge believer in pleasure. I actually started um, seeking pleasure at a very young age. And before I get into my story, I do want to talk about what pleasure is because I think a lot of people automatically think sex when they hear pleasure. So we have an automatic trigger in our brain. We've been trained by media and Hollywood and all the things that when we hear pleasure, it means something about sex, right? Right. (laughs) So pleasure by definition is actually just a, it's a feeling or a byproduct of something that you are doing. So you can find pleasure out of traveling. You can find pleasure out of making money. You can find pleasure out of um, taking a gorgeous bath in a luxury hotel, right? So this idea of pleasure is more of a feeling, a state, a way of being, and a way of living in the world. So when we, as women especially, experience pleasure, it creates a sense of safety and security in our nervous system, and it allows us to be in our feminine. So if you are not experiencing pleasure, whether it's in your job, with your spouse, in any area of your life, on sales calls, if you don't feel in your own pleasure around it, you're going to be turned off. You're going to be irritated, agitated, avoidant, all of the things that are not feminine (laughs) or in this open receiving place. So coming back to me and how I got started on this, I experienced on, on pleasure. So it's literally anything that puts you in that state. So it's a feeling it's, it's a state of being when you're in pleasure because it gives you that safety, that security, it puts you in your feminine energy. So like a foot bath could give me pleasure. Yes. 
I love that. So it's a state of being. Okay. Thank you. Now let's hear about you. Absolutely. And so I experienced a lot of trauma in my childhood. So from a young age, I didn't know how to articulate it and didn't know it was what I was doing at the time, but I was seeking pleasure to cope with what had happened to me. So at first, when I was a teenager, I did this with like drinking and partying and drugs and alcohol and all of that because I was trying to feel better and I didn't have healthy mechanisms at that time. And so when I started in on my own healing journey, I went to massage school straight out of high school. I like convinced my parents that I was like, I'm not going to college. I'm going to massage school. And they're like, what? (laughs) It was like very bizarre, but I just had this intuition, like I'm going. It was the first time that I had experienced really safe touch and I was getting massaged. We practiced with our peers and teachers every week for an entire year. So I changed the relationship I had with my body. And since then, I've done a lot of different healing modalities in my personal development um, throughout the years between yoga, life coaching, nutrition coaching, and um, to really try and get to this point where I knew I wanted to help women and people to heal, but I didn't quite know how. I knew I wanted it to be around like emotion and body and money and travel and, you know, like all these different things. And it was actually when we, Nicole and I had met and we're working with uh, Miss Gina DeVee that I was telling her, because at the time I came into her as a nutrition coach and I was telling her my story and she's like, what kind of coach are you? And I was like, I work with people on, you know, their gut health. And I'm like telling her, you know, bloating, gas bloating stuff. And she's just looking at me and she's like, no, Nicole, (laughs) she's like, you're not a nutrition coach. And I was like, yeah, you're right. Kind of thing. And she's like, tell me your story. So when I told her, it was this moment in time when she was like, you are here to help women heal sexual trauma or old trauma, emotional trauma, so that they can make more money and step into their power, their embodiment in their business, in their life. And it clicked, it landed. And then it took me like another year, year and a half to finally be able to like come out to the world with it. I was terrified to share my story because it's vulnerable. It sounds really heavy to a lot of people because there's so much that happened. And I didn't want to be that girl that was talking about sex and pussy and all the things (laughs) like it's a big, it's like taboo. It's really taboo. So, but at the same time, it's just, it's something that I've had to learn over time, how to just let myself just say what I need to say. And it's been a process. And the more that I've used pleasure, the more that I've been able to just step into it and trust that I am safe to say my truth. I'm safe to let it be messy and find pleasure in that. And for four months last year, I studied with Mama Gina, who is like the queen of the pleasure movement and learned a lot of really amazing tools from her. So that's kind of where, you know, Nicole's been by my side this whole journey as well. And so it's been really fun just to get to see how, you know, how this really evolves over time as well. So it is, it's an evolution. It's, you know, and I know, you know, this, and I want everybody else to hear this as well. If you haven't heard it from me already, the journey of an entrepreneur is really a personal development seminar. Like it's truly an evolution. It's truly so much of you facing your shadows, your demons, the things that are going to come up. It's all, and it's gotta come up. And I remember you and I, I don't know, like a year or two ago, 
I said something to you and you were like, yes, that's it. And I said, you've got to feel it to heal it. And all this stuff is going to come up, especially when you're getting more visible online. Well, that's scary at first because that's a whole new thing. And, you know, it's all new. And doing stuff new is really scary. And it's going to bring up these old things that traumas, fears, conditioning, limitations. And like you said, you, I've watched you evolve and it's been a beautiful thing. And it's also, if, if I heard you correctly, it's literally as you step more and more into your pleasure, as you really embrace it and become available for the pleasure, instead of shaming yourself, punishing you, I don't deserve this. I don't need this. I'm good without like that foot bath. I don't need it. I'm, I'm okay. As you stepped more into allowing yourself to feel that pleasure, because it's a state of being, you started to get more courage to step in and own who you were and what you wanted to do. Yeah. And to the point of that too, and I'm sure you share this with your, um, with your clients is the more of you, the more your story that you share in a way that empowers your clients and yourself it actually connects you so much deeper and so much faster to the people that are watching whatever you put out there. So instead of like pussyfooting around like what you really want to say. We've heard the word already twice. I lost it. I told you it was getting good. <laughs> I do say the P word. So, and it's, and I it in a way where it's to reclaim the word because it's been shamed and used in a way that devalues women. So as women, when we reclaim that word, it actually gives us our power back too. So this is like reclaiming our words, our pussy, our body, all the things. Um, and trust, when I first started hearing Mama Gina talk about it, I was like, oh. <laughs> like I was that person. I was like, she just said that. So, it's bad to say. We've been told it's bad to use. And like at the mm -hmm. end of the day, it's, it's a word. It's no it's different than report. Yep. It's just a word and we give it the power that we give it. And it is kind of silly and it is kind of a, very oppressive that, that there's things that we've been taught to shame ourselves about our own bodies. Yep. And it's the exact same with money, right? It's a word, it's a piece of paper and we put so much anger, anxiety, avoidance, like it's evil, it's greedy, all the things. Yeah. Right. So like, Pussy and money both get same reactions, you know? It's like a love-hate relationship or like <laughs> all of those things. So, and that really, what we're here to talk about is how intertwined these two things really are yeah. because they are, they're a power source. They're both, if you're into yoga kind of stuff in our root chakra, the muladhara, it's the base of our energy. Sexual energy itself is its own energy. It's a part, it like feeds into our chi or like our, our life force. And when there is shame or trauma or fear or lack that gunks up either, it clogs your own flow. So it's actually when you start to heal this relationship with yourself in your sexuality and your finances, you become more magnetic. So really, it's really taking back these words and looking at like, what is my beef with money or what is my beef with sexuality or pleasure or the word and getting clear on like, what, what beliefs or values have I been taught from my family or society or my peers that aren't serving me, right? They're just keeping me in avoidance or shame or fear or lack. And it's really important to have that internal reflection as well. Like they're also not truths that get passed on to us. I think that's the like, it was hard for me to understand that at first because I didn't even know to question that it was a truth. I just 
accepted it. It was very black and white. Like, no, this is what I taught. So that must be the, like, that's the ways of the world. And everybody knows that. And, you know, I think we buy into it because we don't know that we shouldn't, and we don't know to question it. And, you know, it's been passed on to us by people who love us very much and they were just doing the best that they knew how to do. And so it gets perpetuated in that way. But when we start to question it, it's like, well, wait a minute, what are my beliefs around money? What are my beliefs around sex? What are my beliefs around my own body that I was taught to hide and shame myself over out of society? You know, what are, what, how do I actually feel about it? If it were up to me and not up to what I was told to believe. Yeah, exactly. And, and look, this is like a great healing and like expression for all of us to look at like all the things our parents or grandparents or generational stuff, everyone's always doing the best that they can. Right. So it's like, they're the things they're projecting onto you, the values and beliefs, they're trying to bestow them on you so that you can live your best life on their, where they're seeing you. And when we start to question these things, it does allow us to take our power back. So there's so much generational and societal stuff around women specifically. And because I, I work with women, the conversation will be a little bit more towards women. <laughs> so if the gentleman watching you, this can apply to you as well. And, or the women in your life. It's so mostly women, but we okay. all have inherited this generational baggage, so to speak. So until we start to question the values, the beliefs, the stories, the things that we have been given, we operate from that place. And especially for women, because there's so much patriarch, misogyny, racism, like all of these different things that have disempowered women for centuries, where it wasn't safe for women to be in their pleasure, their sexuality, their voice, right? We were burned at the stake. We were sent to estate asylums when our husbands wanted to divorce us before divorce was okay in society. We were only able to vote, you know, like 60 years ago. Like there's so, we're still not making as much as men in, in coaching industry or elsewhere. And so it really is an energetic, somatic experience for women where if your body, like if you go on to do a live in for your, your business and you're terrified and you don't know why, a lot of the time it's this old generational stuff that's coming in and your body's freaking out. And then your mind's trying to figure out and start spinning out. Like, why do I feel like this? Why am I having a panic attack? And you're starting, you're trying to reason like, why am I wigging out right now? <laughs> and so that is where starting your own business really is a personal development and healing journey because it brings the stuff up and your body keeps the score. So your body is what remembers things that your mind has repressed or set aside because it can only take in so much data every day. So when you have these things come up in your body, when you learn pleasure practices or ways to soothe yourself, you can remind yourself that like, I'm not going to die if I actually just hit the button to go live. <laughs> like, I'm not going to die on the sales call if someone says, no, I can actually celebrate it because it'd probably be more, more stress and stuff to deal with somebody that I actually don't want to work with or, you know, fill in the blank. So it's this dance and this relationship that women have been disconnected from between themselves and their body for centuries and so the more that we can really embody that pleasure, it takes us into our power. And when we're in our power, we are able to command the cash and bring in the profit and do so in an impactful way where we're empowering ourselves and other people. Yeah. I love that because it's not just about us then. 
it's we're really rising and it's a ripple effect and other people are then impacted by it in a positive way. Well, and that's truly what drives women. I am, I can't remember what book I was reading. It was either a Barbara Stanny, one of the like sacred success um, women books. And she was talking about how men are usually driven by money, whereas women are actually more driven by purpose and how they can help. So it's really more innate for women to get the gusto and the like, it's easier for women to do it for someone else usually versus themselves, at least to start. So <laughs> and, women are like born salespeople is, is what you're telling me, because if yeah. they're driven by relationships and by helping people, that's what sales is. Sales is building relationships, helping people. So you hear that ladies, <laughs> we are born salespeople. All right. Yeah. I just to point that out. I heard it. No, I'm glad that you did because it brings me to the point of we've been trained to work like men mm-hmm. and I want to help you learn how to work like a woman <laughs> and be in your pleasure about it. And, and it is, it's like when we, when you're in that place of just holding space and really connecting with someone and being like, how can I best serve this person? Whether or not they choose to work with me whether or not they decide they don't like me and I never talk to them again. It's like, how can I make the biggest impact in this moment with this time that I have? And when we get in our own fear, our body starts freaking out. We can't be in that place with people. Like we're just going to be thinking about like, what do I say next? Or like, Oh my God, they're going to think I charge too much. And I've been there. Like, <laughs> I'm, I, fully, we all have. yeah, <laughs> we all have. At one point or another, we all have those things come up. Like we freak out on the call. And it's I, I'm a sales coach. I'll be the first to tell you. I've, I've botched many a many a discovery call for sure. But that's how you learn. But you're you're. It's the things that are coming up that you've got to work through to really process through that. Absolutely. And something that's very similar for me is when I first started teaching yoga years ago. I used to have panic attacks before I would go because. At the time, I didn't realize that it was my trauma of being seen or feeling like I was going to be attacked or like just weird shit that you were like, really, girl, you're going to teach yoga. Like people aren't going to attack you. But it was all like trauma stuff coming up where I just, my body was freaking out and I would be like, I'm to this or that to teach yoga. And I, for the first year, I would, I didn't even enjoy teaching it for the first year because I was so terrified, but I knew I had to keep doing it because I was like, I have to heal this. Like I have to be able to speak my truth and get up and be seen and heard. Otherwise, how am I going to ever help anybody? Like how am I ever going to use what I have gone through in order to help other women if I can't even speak in front of them? And so it's been such a journey in that way of consistently like how much more authentic and in alignment and bold can I be? Because normally when I go to post something and I have that, Ooh, I shouldn't post this feeling. That's the ones I get the most engagement on every time. Yep. Yep. And the, probably the most polarity on, like, I'm sure that there are some people who honestly, that's how you know that you're attracting the people that you want to attract. Cause if they resonate with what your truth is, with what you were called to show up and share, then those are the people that needed to hear it. I, I just always feel like that. If whatever I say, whatever I write, somebody needs to hear this right now. So if I show up and share that, I am serving somebody. And it's scary, like you said, because we're it's very vulnerable. We're putting ourselves out there in so many ways. We're sharing a piece of us, of who we are. Right. 
Well, and a lot of people too, you know, it's like, especially I studied with Martha Beck and did life coaching with her. And she talked about this on one of the calls that we had with her where she wrote her first book and she talked about how she grew up in Utah in a very Mormon, very classic of like what people think of, you know, Mormon Utah like stuff. And she got death threats from her church, from her family, from like all kinds of crazy stuff. Like she got outcasted by like all of Utah basically. And I'm like paraphrasing here, but she talked about how it got to a point for her where it was more painful to not speak her own truth, to try and save face for everyone else that she was like, I'd rather die kind of thing like than not just to keep doing what I'm doing. And so that piece around shame too is when you have those times where you're like, Oh, I shouldn't post this. And you get all that internal gaslighting and all the inner critic things that come. And it's, it's your body's natural response to keep you safe. So when you can realize that it's normal, it's, never going to go away. It changes over time. Right. So like now I can go teach a yoga class. No problem. Like I get nervous sometimes if there's like certain people in the class or how big it is, but I know I can go in and teach a class and it's no different with sales calls. Right. Nicole. So like when we first started doing it versus now it's a, it's a different feeling because you it's like riding a bike. And I know you like to use this one as well, but it's the same thing where you just have to have those messy, awkward moments until it can really be pleasurable, but the piece coming back to pleasure is how can you find pleasure in that process? Because that's really what this is all about. Like there's no grand destination of once you've mastered sales calls, X, Y, or Z, it's like, how can you enjoy it along the way? So that when you look back, it's like laughable or part of your journey, instead of it being this constant pressure and I was in that place where I was just constantly worrying about money. Like I still have to catch myself when I start to go down that road. (laughs) My bounce back time is quicker now, but it's, it's also, I thought I'd healed a lot of these things. And then once I started doing the business, it brought up other things that I was like, I thought I dealt with this already. Like we're doing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But the, it's like oh it's so cute when I think I'm gonna die going on live online or it's so cute like how nervous I get thinking that I'm actually being rejected when somebody says no on a sales call or whatever getting into this playfulness and that's where bringing in that pleasure is like how can I flirt with this how can I flirt with life in a way that actually connects and creates chemistry with myself the people I'm talking with and just my experience of building my business. Right. Cause there's, there's always going to be challenges and hard times and frustrations. Mm-hmm. And that's something I love that we've learned from Gina DeV is like, this is all happening for me. Yep. It's happening for me. And that for me, what for a long time was such a hard pill for me to swallow because of all the trauma I experienced. Mm-hmm. I resented myself and the things that I went through and at some point when, when we were both in Gina's program, she on one of the calls was like, Nicole, when are you going to stop resisting yourself and your life right. and what you And it, it hit me in a way. And Gina's so good at just like dropping the things in. 
like own skin immediately knows what you need. Yeah. Yeah. But it's this piece of, I now have learned to lean in to resistance, avoidance, where am I really not wanting to do something? And then I'm like, okay, this is what I need to go do next. And that's kind of what it takes is that tension because that's your growth zone. If you're just trying to stay safe, (laughs) you're going to be bored out of your mind and it's dry and it's cranky and like, it's boring. and it's boring. <laughs> yeah, your drama of staying stuck gets boring. And I know that because I was that for so long. And finally I was like, well, this isn't fun anymore. So how do I get out of this? Like once I was finally ready and a big piece of it was, how do I start to enjoy the process? How do I infuse more pleasure in the process? Like you said, it's, you know, there is no destination that once you get there, everything's going to be fine. It's, you're going to look back and go, oh shit, why didn't I enjoy the journey more? Why didn't I try to put more things that I enjoyed instead of like overworking myself and stressing myself out and making it not fun? And, you know, what you resist persists. And like you said, at what point am I going to stop resisting my life, resisting what it, because the bottom line is, it is what it is. It's not going to change. It's that you can't go back and change anything. So accepting it and stopping resisting it is a big key. Yeah, absolutely. And look, like we all need fluffers. <laughs> this is like a big joke between Nicole and I. <laughs> like, You're my like, fluffer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> when you are on this path, surround yourself with people that can be your fluffers. And <laughs> I don't mean literally, but. Kind of though, because what yeah. energy did you say we are in when we are attracting things to us? We're in pleasure. And yeah. it's a being, it's a, it's a feeling, it's a, you embody the experience of pleasure, whatever kind of pleasure it is. And the fluffer that can get you there, whether it's truly sexual or not, is the person that can help elevate you into that feeling. I mean, you said a word a few minutes ago that I really loved. And I I think this a lot, you use the word flirting. And I think that's exactly what we're doing on a sales call, flirt. Not because you want to go on a date with the person, but your opportunity to connect with them and take them on as a client is a date. It is a relationship. So you're flirting, but again, not in a weird way, not in a sexual way, but like, I just always think, how do I feel when I'm flirting? How do I feel when you're in that like energy of you feel so good about yourself? Yep. You're saying things that you wouldn't normally say. You have the courage to say it. You're in the energy of like, just going with it. And it feels really good. So how do I get there more often? How do I stay there more often? And what comes to me? What happens in my life when I am there? Absolutely. Absolutely. And there's a thing about flirting that there's a lightness to it. It's not grasping. It's not repelling. It's just like here to play. I'm here to play. I'm here to be in the moment, like go with whatever. And here's the thing too, that's been really um, misogynized about flirting is kids flirt like you'll see little kids be like staring at you and they're just like you know like cutie little faces they're not trying to have sex with you you know and it's this thing where flirting has been patriarch misogynized where there is a sexual outcome if you flirt with people or you are a slut or a whore or whatever if you flirt with someone and so taking back these feminine qualities of being flirtatious and like you were saying just that feel good yeah, the playfulness. The playful energy of it. If you yeah. go to any girls' night, they're flirting with each other. Exactly. 
Exactly. That, that's what you're doing. If you're at a girl's night, you're all just kind of flirting and having fun, being playful with each other. And like, like you, I love that you use the example of little kids flirt. Yeah. And flirting being only and solely associated with sex is so unfair to what flirting actually is because it actually builds up shame around it. Another area where we've allowed shame to be built up around something that feels really good. Right. That's fun. That, that like, whether it's, you know, it, it can be sexual, it can be about that, but it doesn't have to be. It's just a way to get into that playful light energy of you. Right. Right. And, and it's channeling that specific energy too. So it's like having that openness and receptivity. And I love that you talked about how shame shuts it down here too, because that's the common denominator for money, sex, women's pleasure, women's bodies, flirting. Shame is a silencer. It is very effective and it's been used for centuries to um, keep people in line. Yeah. to keep people status quo, the manipulation. Yeah. And it's, it's very effective. So the more that we can reclaim and really shed the shame and I just speak it out loud, speak it to someone, a coach, mentor, therapist, whoever of like, just letting it out because it cannot live out loud. It just can't. And when, as women, we can stop having shame around making a shit ton of money around being a flirt and being sexual and not making it mean we're a whore or a slut or whatever. When women can reclaim both of those things, we are so fucking powerful. And, and when we can see other women in that space and like applaud them and honor it. And instead of being like, who does she think she is? Like, (laughs) yeah, that's what she's wearing. Yeah. So I don't care what it looks like to you. It feels good to her. Let her go for it. Totally. And, and this is a practice too, because as women, even we've been taught that we should cut them down a few notches to level them out or who does she think she is kind of thing. So the more that we can honor it and celebrate in other women, the more that we can in our own selves. So it's really this healing process as like together we rise. I'm a huge Huge believer in that for women that we get to see the women behind us and give them a hand up, not judge anyone for where they're at in their own process because we've all been through such different things and our journeys are never the same, right? So we can all start out in the same spot, but like we're taking our own paths. So really this is all about releasing the shame, learning different pleasure practices, a huge one and just specifically around women I am going to talk a little female anatomy here just for like to touch on it because here we are. Um, No pun intended. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So um, a female's body, your clitoris has 8,000 nerve endings in your clitoris. A man's penis has 4,000 and it's kind of spread out along the whole thing. Your clitoris is like one little area and it is the only organ in your body in any men don't have this, obviously, that is actually just specifically for pleasure. So we are, to my knowledge, from what I've learned from Mama Gina, the only mammal that has this like erogenous, like specifically for us. I could be wrong on that part, but women specifically compared to men, we have an organ, our clitoris, that is specifically for pleasure. So when we, whether it's self-pleasure and 
not even having to take yourself to climax or orgasm kind of thing. But when you can actually just touch yourself, look at her in the mirror, tell her she's gorgeous because she loves to hear like how beautiful she is. <laughs> her, your clitoris, is that yeah. the her or is it? Okay. All right. We'll say your pussy in general, but for your clitoris. You understand the rules of this game. So I know who we're talking about. Okay. I'm going to play this so, game later. Yeah. But look, like as women, we have been taught it either doesn't have a name or it's like down there or when we're kids, it's like nobody talks about it, but every, every boy private part. Yeah. But every boy grows up knowing he has a, a penis or a dick or like whatever they call it. But we're so disconnected from that part of our body for so long. And then it's like, we grew up and then we get married and then we're like trying to figure out, like, <laughs> is it okay to talk about it now or to express it? And so when women are in that place where they don't know what they look like or taste like or smell like or whatever down there, it's a huge piece of ourselves and our experience and our body that we're so disconnected from that we tend to start to live from here up. Mm -hmm. And so this can be like you're successful and you have all the things, but you're working like a man and it's all up here where you're never actually really seated in your pelvic, in your womb, in your power. Because a woman's power is in her hips. Men tend to be more like top heavy, shoulder heavy, like from here up. Women, when we're in our power and when we own our sexuality and embody that and are connected to it and there's no shame around it, we are a force to be reckoned with, right? It's like a very different energy of a woman that's grounded in her own, like, I know what I've got going on downstairs and in my bank account. <laughs> so it's really important for us to be able to fully embody and express both. I do not think you have to give up one for the other. There are different seasons and times when you might go through like celibacy seasons where you're not really like you just want to focus on your business or different things like there those is very normal but it's not like a life sentence around oh this is just how it is and i don't date and all those things it's a choice and it's just becoming aware of like where am i giving up my pleasure and in life things in general just to make the money or just to have the success because again it's not an end goal so like how can we add in the pleasure the sexuality and the fun along the way as well so you're not just getting to the end result all the time it's like right. forced orgasm <laughs> right yeah and well because then if you don't enjoy the foreplay and everything that leads up to it then you, it's really not going to be the same kind of orgasm anyways so like like we keep saying, it's all about enjoying the ride. How do you enjoy the journey of all of it? And, you know, the example that came up for me when you were talking is, and I'm going to use an example from my own personal life. Mostly women are here. And, you know, if you like men or women or whatever, I'm going to use my example. When you have a boyfriend or you have somebody that you're dating, what usually happens? More people are interested in you. All of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, I have this guy I'm dating. And now five other guys are interested in me. Why? Well, let's talk about that. What did you, why did you just attract them? And it's because of what you're saying. It's when you're in your pleasure, when you're in that feel good, playful energy of like somebody is paying attention to you and liking you, it's making you feel good. And when you feel good, other people are taking notice. My friend Jen calls it your cab light. She said your cab light turns on and then everybody knows, you know, that you're uh, not available, but 
but technically you are because that's the energy that you're that you're giving off. I feel mm -hmm. I look good and I'm in my playful flirtatious pleasure energy. And it's the yeah. same with money and everything else. You exactly. Exactly. And the thing is too is like you're in you're feminine. You're in that receptivity. You're like I'm being fed. I have these like this feeling of I don't have to go grasping and trying because it's like we all, we've all had that single girlfriend that's like, this this one's my husband. Like every guy she meets, every she's time. like, he could be the one. And she's like, crazy. And you're like, girl, if you just chilled out, these guys would actually like you. <laughs> and it's the same with money. Like if we, and I've so been there, like I have to catch myself when I go there and I get tripped up on things too. But it's like when we start in that frenzy or like lack of, this thing's going to make me feel better. This thing is going to solve my problems. This thing is going to be the thing that brings the pleasure. We're externally resourcing our own pleasure. And this is, we've been taught this as women. So that's like a huge thing I learned from mama Gina was we internally resource our own pleasure, knowing what our desires are, knowing what our intuition is, knowing how to self pleasure, um, knowing what we need to take care of ourselves, whether that's ordering food in or taking baths or getting weekly massages or whatever it is for you. When we're feeding ourselves in that way, we're not trying to find that pleasure from the money, from the man, from the thing, because it all comes from within. Hey, I'm interrupting you real quick because I know you're enjoying this podcast and I know you're listening to this podcast because you care about your business. You care about the people you work with and you want to help people. As a matter of fact, you want to help more people. But I bet you often ask yourself, where am I going to find clients? And I've got your answer. I have a free training video for you. It is called 33 Places to Find Clients and it comes with a workbook where you can take notes on all the 33 places that I give you. So I want you to get this downloaded. It's free. Get it today because ultimately it's going to help you understand where to go every day to interact with people so that you can start to get more clients and help more people, which is the goal of all of this. So go to healthystepswithnicole.com backslash 33 places, download it, Watch it. I can't wait to hear from you and hear what you think about it because this is going to be a game changer for you to know every day where you need to go and what you need to do to find more people to become your clients. Okay, now back to the show. So the difference between externally resourcing our pleasure and internally resourcing is internally it comes from an authentic place. We're truly meeting the needs that our body is telling us that it has yeah. versus Seeking outside of ourselves for it is like externally or artificially manufacturing some kind of experience that might still give us pleasure, but it's not the same fulfillment. Yeah. So this would be like, I totally did this, right? So like Gina told me like, Nicole, this is your thing. I knew it, but I was like back checking everywhere. I was like talking to everybody. Like, what do you think about this? Asking like, instead of really addressing the fear that I had around who am I to start talking about money because I'm like still figuring my shit out or who am I to talk about sexuality because I'm not a sex coach, I'm not te teaching people sex, but I am definitely talking about sexual trauma and like how to heal the relationship to those things. And so I had all these things that I was externally trying to resource from other people instead of really diving into like what is actually like what's really coming up for me around speaking to this stuff. Um, you also see this where 
people in dating where women are constantly just dating someone to date someone. Mm -hmm. They just need somebody around instead of owning, like I'm actually okay on my own. And I choose to be in an intimate, long-standing relationship with someone that I actually like is invested in me that I'm invested in that serves as like my purpose partner is like feeding in versus just to have someone around. Somebody that like truly makes you more enhances your life and is like somebody that, that is not just there to be there. Yeah. And, and we do this with money, right? Like once I have the money, then I'll be happy. Once I get my 10 K months, then I won't be stressed out and freaking out my business or like, (laughs) right. And it's like laughable because I was that girl. I was like, once I get this way, then this, and it's not, it's not that. And so it's really like, how can I be in pleasure now? So that when that guy or that money or that thing comes along, it just is, it's already, it's like, it just, you're an energetic match for it. It just walks into your life. And so, you know, this is all internal work (laughs) around these shifts and you can't force them to happen faster than your own process. So really giving yourself the grace around doing the work, but also not trying to crack open the cocoon before the butterfly is ready. Like you cannot, it would kill it. Right. So you have to honor of pregnancy. She's like, you don't get to shorten the amount of time. Like it's, it's a certain period of time and you just have to be in it. Yeah. Yeah. And to the point of like sales and your group, the more like, how can you, how can you flirt with it? How can you make it more fun? How can you do, you know, like self-pleasure, self-massage to soothe your body. Be like, we're safe here. Like <laughs> you're not going to die. And just a joke of it. Like, it's so cute when I try and spin out and think that me worrying and stressing is going to make anything happen faster. It's so fun when I do that. Having that playfulness with yourself instead of shaming and getting angry and like in those headlocks, because you and I have both been there and it got us, it kept us stuck in places longer than we needed to be instead of just being like, again, with me, when I was like complete resistance in myself, it's like, how can I just open up and lean back? And it's going to take as long as it takes. And the more I can just be in my truth and my authenticity and my pleasure, that's when things, the miraculous happens. That's when the unexpected happens. And that's when it just lines up. That's when people meet their partners when they least expected it or whatever. Right. So it's very similar in, in that way. It's the surrender. And it's like, if you, I, I love the quote, let go or be dragged. And the other one that I love that's very similar to it. And this really spoke to me. Fate guides those who will and those who won't, she drags. Mm -hmm. I love that quote because it uses fate as a woman. I also love it because that was me for a really long time. And I realized I was absolutely digging my feet into everything, but I was eventually getting there anyways. So when I realized I had so much resistance on the journey to everything I was doing, and when I looked back and I saw, oh, wow, that just did, like, if I'm going to end up here anyways, why drag my feet through it and make it so difficult to get there? And it's exactly what, you you know, you're saying. It's like we, we create these scenarios where, you know, our belief system says it has to happen a certain way. And so we buy into it and we make it harder than it needs to be. We are okay with it being harder than it needs to be because that's what we think has to happen. But when you surrender and just let go to what is 
and surrender to the process, so much changes. Yeah. And it's, it's funny because it's like, you can either choose to just accept what is and like go there. Or like you said, you're just going to keep banging your head against the wall and get drugged there. (laughs) That, That was a huge piece for me of just being like, I'm just tired. I'm tired of having everything feel so hard because if I'm trying to force something or make it happen faster when I'm not ready or it's not ready yet or whatever, it just, it changes your relationship to yourself, to your business, to your expectations, letting go of the outcomes. It's like great to have goals, but it's like if you're defining your worth off of an come from your business, it's going to set you up for failure, regardless if you're making money now and not later. It's like, how can we really tap into our own worth and, and that inner abundance and find pleasure in ourselves, no matter what is going on? Because if you can do that now, when you're not making money or when you're kind of making money, once you get to the place where you are, you know, your goal is, you're going to keep growing. You're always going to have your next level, but you're going to look back and be like, wow, I learned so much. And like, I had I met all these amazing people along the way and like all my mentors and you can laugh about the experiences instead of giving yourself a heart attack or like something along the way or putting on a ton of weight or whatever. Kind of um, chronic illness based on stress, yeah. blowing out yeah. your adrenals. Yeah. And there's a lot of women and men out there who are filthy rich and absolutely miserable. And so this is really getting to do the inner work now, especially when you're first getting started so that as you enjoy the process, like once you get to where you want to get, you are really in this empowered sexual, financial, like this place where it's just kind of like your dream life. You're like, I get to experience this and I only have this moment. I only have this time because we're not promised tomorrow. And so like, how can I just see that this is happening for me? And I get, I get that when big stuff shit hits the fan, it triggers (laughs) stress and emotions. And that's because you're human. It's normal, but having the resources, the inner resources to bounce back faster from those things or to hold a container for yourself to where you can um, move through and process through those things and not have it wipe you out completely and burn out or whatever that looks like. It's going to happen and it's not going to feel good. There's things that are going to happen in your life. You're going to lose people you love. You're going to go through things that are a challenge. It's inevitable. It's a part of the human experience that you're going to have challenges. Like you want challenges and some of them are good and some of them are scary and not good. But like you said, how do you get to a place where you've done the inner work so you can bounce back faster so it doesn't take you out of the game? Yeah. You know, I think that's the biggest thing. It's like, it doesn't need to set you back completely. It just process it, go through it. You're a human, you have emotions, experience it and allow yourself to do that. But you don't need to stay there. And it's not, that doesn't mean anything about you or your worth or your experience on this earth that something happened that upset you. You know, I think that's a big thing. And like, your worth is your worth because you're here. You don't have to earn it. It doesn't have to be a part of any kind of manipulation by you to like construct it. It's here already. And like you said, tapping into that, feeling that I think is how we, we really step into our power and own who we are. Yeah. And that's a huge, huge one for women because we are taught to 
when you have a man or the job or like different things, then you're worthy, right? That's, and it's not just women, it's just our society in general. It's like, you have to have X, Y, Z, and then you're worthy and then you're wealthy and then you'll be happy when really it's the other way around. It's like when we can actually really lean into who we are, into what delights us, the things that I get really excited about are going to be different than the next person. And all of us need to bring that to the table to inspire each other, to grow and to experience life. And I think people get so hung up and, you know, like we're here to talk about money and money is a tool and it's, I'm all about that abundance, but really this is an internal thing around, can you learn how to be in pleasure with or without it? Because when you're dating And then all the guys come around. It's like, can you be in that place to let all of it come in? Because you'll be in alignment with it. And when you get triggered (laughs) by traumatic stuff or different life stuff, if you don't have the coaches, the friends, like the people and your own practices, it can take you out. It can spin you out. And that's where a lot of, you know, I've seen peers of ours drop off over the course of time. Yeah, they allow themselves to be taken out of the game and things come up. And I think you just mentioned one of the best things that, you know, people need to remember is it's who you surround yourself with and who is your, you know, there was a, I forget who's, was it Gina recently? You know, Gina was in here with me the other day. Somebody called it your success team. Yeah. And I love that phrase because I think it is so critical that you understand who those people are in your life not just the ones that love you, but the ones that truly love you, support you, get you and understand the journey that you're on and can, can help maintain your path on that journey, not maintain it for you, but like help you stay on it because they know what you're going towards and and they know how to support you to get there and putting those people in your life, coaches, mentors, other similar, you know, entrepreneurs who are in a like-minded, similar position as you, like, this is so super important to put yourself around those people. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Because this is where, and this is like a little bit off (laughs) what, you know, the pleasure and sexuality money stuff. But when we go and talk to our family or friends um, from high school or different things. And we're like, yeah, my business, especially when it's like a new baby business, they're going to be like, who's going to buy that? Or that's way too expensive. Or it's just all these things that they kill your little baby seed dreams. So it's really being mindful too. And this is the same when you talk about when you're triggered or any like trauma stuff, if you tell the wrong person, it can make you contract and shut down because you don't feel safe and you feel that shame creeping in. And I've had experiences like that where I'm like, Oh, it's not safe for me to like be my real deep emotional self with this person because they're judging me or what, you know, like X, Y, Z. So it is really being discerning around who you get to share your pleasure with and your pain and knowing that really at the end of the day, it's up to you too to like be discerning around who you surround yourself because it's huge. It's huge. And if you're around people that have a lot of money stuff or shamey stuff around sexuality, you're going to more repressed, more closed off, more hiding, more, more things where you just can't, you just feel like you can't be yourself. Cause they're condoning it with their behavior. They're modeling how they think you should act with their behavior. So you're confused. Cause you're like, Oh, well I, you don't really understand how to show up as yourself. 
because you're around people who aren't modeling them doing it for themselves. Yeah, absolutely. And this kind of ties into to the practice I wanted to share around um, mindset, where when people and we'll use like the 10k months because that was like, you know, (laughs) the thing that's like a big thing in the coaching industry is getting your 10k months. So when you get this goal, whether it's like, I want to have the best sex ever, or I want the 10k month, allowing yourself it with it both. <laughs> so allowing yourself to be like, I'm, I have hot, sexy, whatever with whoever and my full bank account, envisioning both, feeling it in your body, envisioning like where you are, who you're with, what it smells like, tastes like, feels like, looks like, all those things. And then as you are filling this into your body and like every cell of your body, as if it's already so, as if it's a memory, like it's already in the past allowing yourself to take a moment and then sit in with what is it that I actually don't want about this? Is it a fear around it's not possible. I can't actually have it. It's not safe. I would have to change. It's going to affect my relationship with my partner. It's just so foreign. I don't even know what that could actually, if that's actually a possibility, allowing yourself, like, what is it about that situation that is out of alignment for you? Like, what is, what is it that you don't want? And so once you have that, and this is something too, that we, you can do, you know, at at home in your own practice on a daily practice, but when you can come into actually seeing what you why you don't want something, it will help you then turn that into an affirmation. So I'll use myself as an example. I was like, I want my 10K months, all these things, whatever. But my fear was I'm going to get attacked, uh, stalked, and rejected if I am the empowered sexual being that I am. (laughs) And that is a real fear because I've been stalked in the past. I've had sexual trauma. Like there's things that have happened where I was like, once I make the money, I'm like so open, big, vulnerable. So I unconsciously was protecting myself, right? This is how powerful our minds are in protecting us and keeping us safe, that I was constantly having weird shit happen where I was like avoiding, (laughs) like I'd have clients sign up and then pull out last minute or like weird shit. So this practice, will help you see like, what's the big fear here. So for you, if it's like, I want all these things, but then it's like, it's not my mom's going to read the post that I put and she's going to be offended because it's something about our family or, you know, like you'll have like something pop up. And then from that, you can turn it into an affirmation around flopping it on its head. So for me, it's like, it is fun and safe for me to make money. Is fun and safe. Like it's safe for me to be seen. It is safe for me. And I just like, anytime I have a resistance around something, I just start telling myself that it's safe for me. It is safe for me to be seen. I am in this moment. That's in the past, all of that. And then to add to that, this book that I've been into, it's the quantum. I don't know if you can read it that way, but the quantum leaps. And on page 15, they have a daily practice that they recommend doing it two to three times. But from that place and that envisioning, you write down like, I'm celebrating my 10K months. I, I just can't believe that it already happened. 
this is how I'm celebrating. You write it down. You envision it for 10 minutes. Afterwards, you write down any insights that you had, and then you close it out with, I'm making a quantum leap. I know where I'm going, and I'm so happy and grateful that this is you know, already done, and then you date it, and then you close it out, and you let it go to the universe. So I like adding in the fear piece because, and that's like my own thing added in, because it's good to know what your actual block is. Because if you're doing all this envisioning and you're taking the action, but you're still not getting the results, sometimes you can be like cock blocking yourself (laughs) because your fear is, especially if you've had any kind of like traumatizing things in the past, your brain is so powerful. It's only job really is to keep you safe especially your limbic reptilian part of your brain it is constantly monitoring, monitoring, like monitoring, is this safe? Is this safe? Is this safe? Is this danger? Whatever. And that's with quotes or like comments that we hear from people, whether it's online or in person. So we're constantly like, is this safe? Is this safe? Is this safe? And so when you can get into that open, relaxed, like open palm, feminine, receiving, envisioning, it helps to come in And then if you know that there's a fear and you can address it, it's like pulling out the weeds. So you can like go in and be like, oh, yep, I know that fear. (laughs) It's not real. And it's okay. So I'm going to go back to my 10K months, you know, like having- Nothing's wrong here. Everything's fine. That's just a thought. It's not anything real. Yeah. Yeah. And getting to have that relationship with what you're creating is so powerful because- you can have the picture in your mind. It'll never look exactly the way you thought it ever. Whether it's like your dream partner, the, your business, it's always going to be its own magical ride. <laughs> so letting just your vision, the universe knows the desires that you have are yours. They're unique to you. It knows what you like. It's God is leading you or source or universe, whatever you want to call it is pulling you in that direction. So the more that you can just like put it out there, like this is what I want. I'm open, so open and willing to receive it. And then doing the work around, okay, the fear is the blocks. The fear is what's in the way. And it's as much as you can get rid of the shame and the fear that is in the way to your better sex or to the money, the faster. That's where the bending time and space is like deciding this is happening. I'm just going to do the inner work. Feeling right. good is the work, right? The pleasure. Yep. <laughs> and the Feeling good is the work. Yes. But the more we can navigate through and being nimble in that process, it allows us to have those quantum leaps and to know that even if it's not as fast as we are expecting, that it's on the way. It's already done. It's already done. It's here right and, now. Yeah. And I'm a big believer that time isn't real. And so, you know, like you could be thinking about something that happened to you in the past as if it's right now, you'll get the body sensations. You might start crying. Like, so our ability to envision our future and, and walk into that is absolutely real. And Esther Hicks or Abraham Hicks talks about like, take the leap and the grid builds. So it's really getting this inner relationship of trust and alignment with your truth, your desires and your pleasure, especially as women, like beauty and pleasure are like what feed us. So the more we can add in that, it just, it just creates this pleasure path. And that's really what I want to help women with is creating their own pleasure path to money and better sex. (laughs) 
I love that. You just said something really interesting though, to me that I'd never thought of in this light. It was, you know, you can connect with an experience from the past that made you really sad and you can have those, even though that is not happening to you right now, you can have the physical sensations. You can have the tears. You can get really upset. You can feel all of the emotions of that thing, even if it happened 27 years ago and still be in touch with how you felt then. So if we can do that in the past, then we can connect with it in the future because I know this blows some people's minds, but I'm a big believer that the past doesn't even exist. I'm not fully have wrapped my head around it. I heard it a couple of years ago. I've read a lot of books about it now. And I think it's really interesting to think about things like that. Cause on one hand, it's like, well, I lived it. I know it was there, but ultimately it doesn't exist. It's not real anymore. And if we can connect with that, then we can connect in the future as well. Cause the future is just as real as anything else. And have you read happy pocket full of money? No. And I keep seeing you post stuff about it and I need to read yeah. it. <laughs> And I love the one line in it is that the wealthy you and the non-wealthy you are both already here. They both exist right now, simultaneously. You're just experiencing one of them. And it's the one that you know, and that you've chosen to experience because of what you know, but the other one is fully available to you fully. It's just you connecting with it. And part of that is everything we're talking about. Because when you get into pleasure, you access different things. You're open and available to different possibilities because you've raised your vibration. When you're in pleasure, you're like, when you're flirting, you're seeing that little kid looking at you. You're seeing the guy at the bar that's checking you out. You're seeing your friends that are like, you know, picking up on your energy because you're in that energy of attraction. And I think that's so interesting to think, wow, all I have to do is raise my vibration and other things come my way. Well, it's because you put yourself on a different level at this level. You're only seeing what you're seeing right here. When you raise your vibration, other things are in your sight. In yeah. your in your world that you're seeing, they're there the whole time. Yeah, you're seeing them differently. Yeah, absolutely. And I know both Gina and you've had Nicole Sylvester in here too. They both talk about this as well. Of they're both, you know, both of those things are available, and it's the same with like, I don't have enough money for this, or it's so expensive. It's like you're choosing that. And this isn't to say that you have to go blow out your bank account to like be in high vibe or that you have to be high vibe all the time to be successful or, or that your bank account has to even define anything for you. Exactly. Because money isn't even real. So <laughs> that one too. Cause that's the truth. Yeah, exactly. But, so oh, I owe so much money. It's real. No, no, yeah. it's not. Yeah. And that's where, you know, I, I have, uh, I did money miracles with Nicole and I had, a situation happened where I was traveling and I had money that I thought was coming in and it didn't come in and I was freaking out. And she's like, Nicole, <laughs> she's like, you are bigger than money. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> and I have to surround myself, even as like a sex and money coach or whatever, I have to surround myself with our people because I still have things that trigger me and that come up. So this is really remembering that we are bigger than the money, then the relationship, then the things and coming back into our purpose, our power, our pleasure, and just being in this moment, right? So when you're, when we're really in a moment with somebody, that's where the ideas come in or the, like, just the experiences that you're like, did that actually just happen? Like, what the hell? Like, I have a fun story if we have time, Nicole, after we did the queen event in Las Vegas at the airport. And uh, yes, 
So we had just went to Gina's Queen Esther experience. It was her first Queen Esther event that she did, but this was like her, her dream. Like this was the event she had wanted to had in her mind since she started coaching. She's like, this is the thing that she had wanted to like get her career to. So it's all about being queen, all about Queen Esther's experience. So we were like high vibing, queen vibing, all the things. And we got to the airport and they had um, queen playing on the radio because it was don't me now, I think. Yeah, it was. (laughs) And then the guy was taking our order and we're just like having fun. We're like, oh my God, queen, all the things. And the guy taking my order was like, oh, do you have a Vegas nickname? And I was like, no, we didn't get like that kind of Vegas this time. <laughs> and he was like, oh, well, can I, and I was like, surprise me, just give me one. He's like, queen. And we were just like, did he just say that? Like, <laughs> so it's like, and it's just getting into that playfulness. Like, I don't know. I've had stuff like that happen too, where after my, this is like way other spectrum side, but like after my grandfather's funeral, I went out, you know, we did like a brunch thing with my family. This was like 10 years ago, but we went and it was my mom. It was like my family and the waitress came up and we were talking to her and then she said, oof, duh. And I was like, what did you just say? And she was like, we were talking about something. She said, oof, duh. And it's a Norwegian. It's kind of like a, ooh. And the only other person I'd ever heard say that was my grandpa. And it was directly after his funeral. And so it's like, all of us were like, did she just say that? Cause we, she could not have known. Yeah. So source is working with us and through us all the time. And oh. we can just be in, even if it's the painful times, like funerals and those just like, Nicole, you just had an experience with this too, with, with your grandparents and your car. Yeah. Told me stuff. yeah. So it's just getting into this, like, and I know we're like on the woo train right now, <laughs> but I'm totally, I tried it. but it's this piece of not losing the pleasure, the connection to get somewhere, to get the money, to get the better sex with the guy. And it's like when we're really just in it and slow down and get in our body, because our body is the experience. Our body is the experience that's housing our soul to be in the earth realm of, you know, material. And so like, the more we can just allow that space to create, to be in the moment, to really get to soak in what is here for us now, that's when the things just, that's where we're magnetic because we're just like, I don't need to prove anything. I don't need to try for anything because I'm abundant. Everything's here. It just is. So you're you're in your highest vibration because again, think about how you feel when you're flirting. Think about how you feel when you just got your hair done. Think about how you feel when you are on that level and nothing can touch you. You're good. You're feeling it. You're in it. And like, I just think you, you made such a good point. Like you don't have to cut yourself off from it to get somewhere like, Oh, I'm going to stop all the pleasure, stop all the fun, stop any enjoyment in my life. So I can work, 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 and get the results I'm looking for. Well, the the results are going to take so much longer if you do it that way. And I'm listening to this book right now on audible. It's called a hundred ways to create wealth. And it's so good. I'm listening to it slowly because I'm just, it's so good. I'm letting it all soak in. And I was of course, of course, this is how it works. The chapter I was listening to this morning on my walk was all about pleasure. And I don't think he used the word pleasure over and over again. I forget how he used it, but he basically was like, take the vacation, take the afternoon off. Do like most of our, and he's, he and his, um, the co-author, I guess is is what he's called. 
have coached a lot of thousands of people. And he was like, most of the people we've coached didn't believe us when we said, take the time off, do the thing that you want to do, and it'll make you more money. And it turns out it did. And he gave all these examples. And it's just so fascinating to me because I've had it happen over and over again. I know you have, my clients have. One of my clients one time was like, what do I do? I did all the things you told me to do today. What else should I do next? And I was like, go enjoy the rest of your day. She's like, no, I have more time. What else should I do? And I was like, you go find the funnest thing you can think of right now and go do that. Cause it was the middle of yeah. the virus. So what the hell is really, you know, available to her. But I said, go find the funnest thing that you can think of right now that you want to go do and go do it. And she signed two clients. I think it was yeah. two that week. And she was like, oh my God, you were right. I'm like, I know that's why I said it because I know that's how it works. And like, I don't want to take anything away from like, yeah, there's work and intention we have to put into things, but it's not the kind of work we think it is. And when we tap into that pleasure, tap into that playfulness of life, it just creates such a different experience. So you're still doing the work, but it doesn't feel like work because you're in that state of enjoyment. And I remember just even a month ago, I was on the phone with Gina and I was like, I'm freaking out because there were so, when I quit my job, there were just so many new things that I was like trying to figure out and sort out and like little things like, how do I create a retirement account now? And how do I do this and that? And it, like, there were just all these things. And she's like, Nicole, you're very much neck up right now. And I need you to be in the playful energy of this. You need to play. This is exactly what she told me. I want you to play in the newness of all of this. Mm. Just all new. That's yeah. it. There's nothing to be afraid of. It's just things, you know, it's like we were talking about earlier with the riding the bike. The example I've been using lately is doing a cartwheel. Nobody does a good freaking cartwheel the first time they do one. And everybody freaks out when you go to do it. You're like, oh God, I can't do it. Oh God. And like, you know, you look stupid when you do finally get your hands to the ground. Your feet probably don't lift the air. And like, yeah. but like being all weird about it. Like, I don't know. I didn't do it right. Just laugh about it. Play in it. And I, I keep saying that to myself over and over again. Play in the newness of it. Because what other experience do you want to have? You can suffer through the newness of it. You can be resentful through the newness of it. You can be annoyed, frustrated, angry, every other low vibe word through the newness of it. But why? You get to choose the experience you have. Why wouldn't you choose the playful one, the fun one, the one that you can enjoy and enjoy your way through it? You're going through it no matter what. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like, if you're going to have the shit sandwich, <laughs> like spice it up. But you know, I say that all the time. Like which shit sandwich do you want? You're going to do what you're going to do. It's either your dreams or you're not dreams. Which challenge shit sandwich do you want? Probably going to attach to the fun stuff with your dreams. Yes. Yeah. And that's really, it comes down to, we've been taught that if you're not stressing and grinding and working hard and doing the things, then you're not going to be successful. Then you're not trying hard enough. And you know, there's so yeah. And there's so many male coaches in the industry that really promote this. Like I love Gary Vanderchuk, but his like work, what he talks about is so masculine of like, yeah, you wake up at four in the morning, you crank it out and then you come home, eat dinner and then you're up till 11 PM. I'm like, I did that for like two years in my early twenties. And then I had adrenal fatigue and burnt out one of my kidneys. And no, thank you. I'm never doing that again. And so it worked for him and it just for women it's just not sustainable. It's not sustainable. If you want to live in a way that feels good and that you're going to enjoy, you're going to blow out your adrenals. You're going to have all kinds of chronic illnesses. You're going to have all kinds of like just health problems from it. Yeah. And that's not a way to enjoy life. And by the way, update, I have heard Gary V lately talk a lot about sleep and how important it is. And I think he's oh. had a little bit of a, <laughs> so you have a little 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, he's had a little bit of an awakening, I suppose. He also, I think for him, and I'm going to give him credit here because I think I really appreciate how he operates in certain ways because I think what he's found his way to pleasure. So to him, waking up at four in the morning and going to bed, I don't think it's about work, work, work in that masculine. Yes, he's masculine. I get it. But I think it's more, he loves it and he thrives off of it. Yeah. He There's does. no way he could sustain what he's done and make the money he's made and have the success he's had. If there wasn't some level of like, you know, and, and like you mentioned earlier, there's plenty of people that get money and have success and aren't happy and aren't healthy and, and everything else. But I do think in his defense, I really, I like the energy I feel from him because I think he just has found his absolute niche in life. I think he loves it. Yeah. Well, absolutely. Yeah. And he's very genuine. Like I think he really, really genuinely cares about people and he's very much extroverted in that like he feeds off of other people's energy and that kind of stuff. So absolutely. And he knows how to stay in it and he knows how to delegate and he knows how to like, I mean, obviously he's figured a lot of things out. It's not like I'm, it's not like I need to be the one that says, well, Gary V like, uh, (laughs) um, he's figured it out. He's, he's super far ahead of me, but that's what I feel from him as I feel, but I remember reading crush it and crushing it. I don't know if you've read any of his books. I've read all his books and listened to him and stuff for a long time. When I first read crush it, I was like, Oh my God, how am I? He was like, get on every platform. You should be on Twitter and Snapchat and Instagram and TikTok and Facebook and LinkedIn. Like it was everything. And I was like, there's no way somebody can do all of that. But in his book, it was like chapter by chapter, he went through every platform and told you what you should do and on each platform. And I remember feeling like I can't do that. And I think that again, for him, he's somebody maybe who can to some degree, but he's also figured out how to hire people that can also handle a lot of that. Like he stays in his zone where he works creates best and he lets the rest of it play out from who he hires to do it. Absolutely. And to your point, like, I think when people read his stuff, they're like, Oh my God, I have to wake up at four in the morning and not go to bed until 11. I need to be on all the platforms and they're trying to do it all themselves. Right. Especially like new business owners where they're like, trying to do all the things and maybe haven't hired a VA yet. And so, and that's, but people get it in their head that that's what they should be doing. And they're taking it out of context of like where he's at now. And they're looking for a strategy. They're looking for, give me the step. It's like when I was a high school math teacher, my kids would be like, what's the formula, Miss Kramer? Just give me the formula. I'm like, that's not going to help you. You're going to do a couple of problems, right? With that formula. And you're going to get stuck because you're not going to know what it means. And you're just trying to follow a set of steps and you're not really feeling your way into what the steps mean, what the number sense is behind why the numbers are going where they're going. I'm sorry. That was a quick math lesson that I felt very called to, to explain, but that always drove me nuts. And I think people are looking for the magic pill or the strategy and he's truly connected to what he's doing from 4 a.m. to whatever time he's actually waking up and going to bed. And I think when people just try to copy somebody else yep. and they're not taking what works for them, you're not Gary Vee. Quit trying to be who he is in every single way. Take what works for you and implement that. And like you said, you used the word discernment earlier. Not only do we have to discern, discern the people that we are around, we have to discern the information that's coming in, what we want to implement, how we want to operate in our lives. And we have to know ourselves well enough to know what works best for us so that when you do hear a piece of advice, it's like, oh, nope, that won't work for me. Yeah. That's really important too. When it's mentors that you really respect. Yeah. And that's where, you know, I, even with Gina, like had some, some feedback from her and I was just like, that doesn't work for me, but <laughs> and it's like, 
not out of a disregard to any like her wisdom or anything, but it's really feeling into, is this right for me? And that takes courage because especially as women, we're trained to be nice and be polite and do what you're told and not speak back or, you know, like all the things. So it's really huge to have that discernment in, in so many different ways. (laughs) But yeah, that's a huge piece. Every year of your life. Yeah. 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 So, okay. So where can they find you, follow you? And what do you have going on in your world right now? Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube. Where else am I at? Um, but it'll be Nicole It'll be like just my name um, that you can search through that. And then um, what I got going on right now is I just created a better sex and more money meditation bundle. Uh, we'll be adding that into the comments. So it's a free, you just grab that and there's four, uh, meditations that are beachside. So they're like real time. I made them while I was down here in Mexico. So, um, those are amazing and help you get really grounded. There's somatic practices. So there's some pleasure practices where I teach you how to do different tools to get you into your body, into your pleasure, which I love. So that's like a new little freebie that I got on. (laughs) I love the meditations. It's a four part meditation pack. Yeah. So one's on aligning with your abundance. The next one is for sexual healing. That one's more geared towards women of like tapping into your womb space and really getting into clearing out any energy or blocks or anything that's in there. Shame. There's one on why beauty is essential for you to be inspired and in your pleasure. And then another one on activating pleasure. So I use a as you know, I'm a yoga teacher as, at heart as well and practice. So I am very much into getting you into your body and using somatic. Somatic is body practices to really make it alive and well <laughs> in your body instead of being in the head. So Okay. And you'll put that one in the chat as well. In the comments. Yep. Okay. Well, you guys, thank you so much for being here. Nicole, thank you so much for being here. Like this was so powerful. And I think, you know, taking two taboo topics like money and sex and really showing how the correlation is so strong and ultimately understanding too, that there's nothing to be ashamed about with either one of them is so liberating. And I hope everybody felt that as we were talking about it and probably felt a little, like you probably felt a little bit weird and awkward during certain times. Like as you're going through this, it is like, wait, it's okay for me to want to fly first class to Egypt and go eat Like, yeah, it's totally okay. It's okay for me to want to take a bubble bath and read a book while my husband watches the kids. Yes, it's totally okay. Don't make your desires wrong. Whatever brings you pleasure is your truth. Whatever brings you pleasure is how you show up as your fullest expression of you. Whatever brings you pleasure is how you shine your light. And that's what you were put here to do is shine your brightest light that you have. And if that's the shit that lights you up, then own it and don't make it wrong because somebody else doesn't think it's okay. That's just not their pleasure. And that's okay. They're not wrong, not wrong, but own what is right for you. Mm, mic drop. Yes. <laughs> love it. Love it. Love it. Loved this. Love you, Nicole. This was so, so powerful. And I really appreciate you being here. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It was so much fun. <laughs> All right. That is a wrap for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. And by the way, if you like this, subscribe because there's more good stuff coming your way. Also, please leave a review. It would mean so, so much to me and it would help others who are considering listening to this podcast to understand how amazing it is. And while you're at it, why not share with a friend? And by the way, one last thing, 
I would love to hear from you. I would love to connect with you. So you got a couple options. You can check me out on Instagram at Healthy Steps with Nicole. You can find me in my private Facebook group, Nicole Sales Superstars, or you can go to my website, healthystepswithnicole.com. I would love to hear from you and I can't wait.